good everybody this your boy the Ravish and rudy and i am here today with my sports topic or my sports show you know i normally host on our let's find out podcast two brothers and a sister but today got some news that my bro and my sis can't be a part of as y'all know sports guy let's find out you know i've been trying to make sure this upcoming year i've been trying to like you know incorporate more sports news for the podcast you know i've been doing it it's been a hit and miss sometimes but these past few weeks i've been giving y'all sports banter and whatnot You know, I sit back and I reflect on my teams this year. You know, I'm a fan of Duke. We're doing all right. Baseball season's about to start up. Love my Yankees. We look like we got some pieces going in the right direction. I'm a Laker fan. Really don't want to talk about that right now. But I have two football teams in my life that are on up and up. My Miami Hurricanes, hired Coach Mario, rising up in the right direction, hopefully to get our first ACC championship and a little bit more after that. Um, I'm gonna save that conversation with the fabulous Frank once we're back on the podcast on our schedule but let's talk about them Dolphins everybody who wants to know I've been a Miami Dolphins fan since 1994 as a North Carolinian it's kind of a weird to be the only Dolphins fan that's in your vicinity. I know a few since I've been, you know, living here. It's crazy, you know, to not have a fan base within your state. You gotta, like, hunt them down and make fan clubs online. It's crazy. I have been a fan through the struggles. I've been a fan through the the heartaches and the aches and pains and the one win seasons and the four win seasons and the, the quarterbacks that never played again in the NFL or their last shots was here at freaking Joey Harrington as my quarterback one time. I had an injured knee Dante Culpepper as my quarterback one time. I even had a wide receiver converted into a quarterback. They played quarterback for my team for eight years. You know, before, you know, I started this podcast and started with my family and whatnot. This wonderful, wonderful left-handed gunslinger named Tua came to our team. Me personally. I love Tua. I think he's a great quarterback, very accurate leader. Really doesn't get rattled. 
I feel like any quarterback would have went through the same situations he's been through these past two years. Probably would have just packed it in, called it a day. But no, it's not a bust. His head is held up high. And he shows up to work every day to work. <clears throat> Being a fan, we don't have an offensive line. I haven't had a coach that could coach our team to success. And it's been a long time coming. Now, we have had a few acquisitions, you know, for the team that helped Tua grow. Because Tua was in a situation where he was not going to succeed. I almost burned a tear to my eye. Seeing us uh, build this team. Teron Armstead signed a five-year deal with the Dolphins. Had a few other linemen, you know, building that lineup for Tua. All Tua needs is time. All Tua needs is blocking. I honestly broke out the Jason Taylor jersey to wear it today, mainly because of the Toronto Armstead signing. I was like, this is what we needed. This is what's good. Finally, Pro Bowl lineman, great blocking, helped the offensive line. Then, it was like Christmas in March. I'm at work, I'm chilling, minding my own business. I feel my phone just blow up. It's in my pocket. I'm like, what is going on? Tyreek Hill falls into our lap. When that fall, we traded some picks. But, but, the big but, we actually still have tons of draft capital. I'm pretty excited for the acquisition of Tyreek Hill. With Jaden Waddle, fastest duo in the NFL. I'm happy to see that the team's turned in the right direction. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I'm 31 years old. I have not enjoyed a playoff win since I was 10. And, you know, anybody who knows me knows I never leave my teams. I stayed cheering for the same teams my whole life through the ups and downs. I have seen in my lifetime every championship with every team I have seen. But the Dolphins. Not saying that this could be our year, but I love the direction the team is going. But the AFC is not going to be a cakewalk. We got Mr. Let Russ Cook in Denver now. The AFC West is, if it was mathematically possible, the whole division could make the playoffs. That's a scary thing to think about. At worst, the worst team can go have 10 wins and don't make the playoffs. That's how deep that division is. 
think we're going to turn this corner. Dolphins fans, Dolphins stragglers, Dolphin like the fan base. Look, again, I'm telling you, it's a struggle being a Dolphins fan in North Carolina, but I'm happy. I am ecstatic that the Dolphins are making great moves. Like, I'm just recently, right now, reading on Twitter that Tyreek Hill said we're not losing to the Bills this year. I don't blame him. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to be one of those naive uh, fans who just think, like, are we going to go undefeated or are we going to go... We're going to go... World beaters. No, I'm not that naive. But however, offensively, if the line holds up, I don't see no downfall. I don't see it. Like no one's not gonna tell me otherwise that the deals this team has made is ridiculous. I like what it did with the running back room. Though I wanted us to keep Duke Johnson. But I understand cutting them. I understand all of that. Mike McDaniel might be the second coming of what we needed. You know, like we had the Shul time. Shul was a young man, great organization, came, led us. I feel the same vibes from Mike McDaniel. I mean, prove me wrong. Like, he gave San Francisco 49ers a great blueprint to succeed. And if he does with Cheetah or Waddle, the same he's did with people like Debo Samuel, Samuel, that's a great team. That's a that's a scary, scary team. Like, that's all this team needs was an offensive guru. Like, the defense will be straight. The defense will be fine. I'm not even going to sit here and be paranoid to say, like, oh, our defense is not going to be. The defense will be fine. The man has a pedigree. He's been under Mike and Kyle Shanahan. He has helped the 49ers get to two, well, himself as a coordinator get to two Super Bowls. You know, he helped the Falcons in 17 and the Niners in 2020. The man is a good coach. He's a good offensive mind, and that's exactly what this team needed. We needed no more defensive mind. Offense is the way to go. Like, I'm tired of us scoring 17, 18 points a game and the defense is holding offenses to the same thing. We're not putting up no points. This is an offensive league. Defense can't hold team but for so long.
on, you know, I still hold kind of a sour grapes issue. You know how my Dolphins did, uh, Coach Brian Flores. I feel for him. You know, I hope the situation that, you know, he's in with the team turns around. You know, I want him to get back on his feet. You know, I think now he's like, he does something with the Steelers. I'm happy for him. But I'm also, you know, as long-term Dolphins fans will admit, I hope that whatever he brings to the light cannot down Stephen Ross. That's like the last anchor that I think as a team we need to delete here. Get out the way. I know I'm not the only one. Have y'all seen Stephen Ross's 10 years since he's been here? Exactly. Like, I'm... <laughs> I ain't getting younger. Like, I want to see us, like, succeed. And the moves we've been making, Chris Greer, to any of my Dolphins fans who I tag and share this to, who just wanders and listens to it or whatever. Chris Greer, I owe you an apology. I'm very sorry, sir. The signings you've been doing, you didn't let none of our core people walk away. They all stayed. Mike Gesicki stayed. You actually signed correct people in free agency this year. You're bolstering up the offensive line that we need desperately for Tua to succeed and be one. And now you gave him one of at least the top 10 players in the league. At least top five in his position. As a Dolphin fan, I haven't had that in a while. You know, defensively, I have. But offensively, I haven't really sat and been like, we can't let him go. Like, what? Well, to any of my Dolphin fans that like randomly listen, what's the last top 10 Dolphins player? Excuse me. <clears throat> the last top 10 Dolphins player you cheered, revered, that the league revered as a, a top 10 commodity on offense? Not gonna say defense. Xavier Howard is doing good. You know, Cameron Wake was great. They have had good defensive stalwarts. But offensively, who was the last offensive person that you can say that's top 10 has been on our team? You know, we have had some great players. I will rank them top 30. The top 10? Top 5 in their position? It's been a long time. And I'm happy for the sign of Tyreek Hill. You know, I look at our schedule right now. You know, I'm going to be optimistic. 10 to 11 wins. I mean, the AFC is that rough. We're going to have to beat up outside the division. But I think with a defense, we can get a few wins in the AFC. 
you know, some random wins here and there. But we got beat up on teams. We know we can beat up. All the good teams do it. You got to beat up on the bottom feeders. That will be us this year. We got to beat up on a lower tier team. You know, you know, people say there's like three tiers in the league. We at least right now, with all the signings we did, we're tier two. You know, now is one of those years. You know, I always look forward to the draft. You know, seeing the first round. You know, who do we sign? Who do we pick up? That was crazy. That there's not gonna be a <laughs> may not be a big of a free agency. You know, for us Dolphins fans, well, draft agency for us Dolphins fans. You know, we'll pick up some, hopefully, some good gems around round two or three. You know, but proud. I'm happy that this organization that I have cheered and ride and died for all my life is finally taking a, a turn around that corner I never thought we would I'm happy about that but enough of being a homer talking about my own teams um, I actually want to talk about a a subject of mine that uh, for people who know me outside of the podcasting world we're going to talk about the king Ron James back with two brothers and a sister sports podcast shout out to Mo and shout out to Frank hopefully the group and the band will be back together do more hijinks about sports so you know I ended my last combo on my dolphins still happy like real upbeat but I gotta talk about something that's been on my my mind for the past few weeks my Lakers ain't looking too good and looking at the looking at the rankings right now in the west we're almost at the playoffs we're like hanging in there by a thread we're not even going to be in the tournament if we don't turn around these next uh, few weeks left in the season You know, you listen to some of my other uh, podcasts I have done. I did one on Kobe. You know, I always say I'm a Lakers fan. It's hard to cheer this year. Um, Like some Kobe fans, I will admit here, never liked the bra. Never been the biggest fan. Never been... I give credit what credit is due, though. Great player. He's on somebody's all-time list, not mine. But this year has been kind of a duh. Like, yeah, I know he's been passing up legendary people in the, the scoring chase for Kareem. But it doesn't hit the same when you're losing. You know, like I had one guy tell me, yeah, LeBron's this, LeBron's that. LeBron's the GOAT. You know, um, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> you know, like, he's done his he done his due diligence. He's done his 
his time in the league, I will admit, you can't write a story of the league without mentioning LeBron James. I will admit to that right now. I will never take that away from him. He is a GOAT. I mean, statistically speaking, he's put up enough stats to back that up. But me personally, I can't see it. Like, I will never say it. Like, he's not my favorite. He's a GOAT stats-wise, but I just... I just don't... um, I just don't like his approach to, like, attacking, like, the game. Like, the man... He passed Carl Malone for second all-time in points. Okay. You know, he brings that up after the game... But we're losing. Like, you know, you, you're doing all these stats and passing all these legendary players. But for what? We about to be at the crib in two weeks, three weeks. <laughs> like, you passing all these people. Like, what do you damn do? And, yes, I know there'll be some people to throw back in my face. Kobe passed records and he was losing. We knew we was losing. You've seen some of the players on those teams. Ryan Kelly. We had Nick Young for a year, though I love Nick. We was in the draft, drafting high while Kobe was doing these things. Kobe didn't go out and build a super team in his last few years of playing. I want people to remember that. Yes, you can bring up my man past legendary players while on bad teams. Yes, that is true. He did the same thing LeBron's doing now. But LeBron is having... LeBron constructed this team. LeBron really woke up and said, I'm going to choose the 2012 All-Stars. Now look at this. Struggling. The Lakers are horrible. (laughs) Horrible. I think we'll bounce back next year. Um... I've been telling people just for a while now. People might think I'm crazy, but you know, I got a little following on the podcast. I think I'm gonna say this with the the most clearest my heart has been all day. I think we should trade him. I think we should get value from LeBron right now and just build from those picks. LeBron's still a great draw. Feeling like we can trade him right now while he's under contract. Get some picks. Because think about it. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, LeBron gets us another title. It's his fifth title. Okay. He's going to run off and play with Bronny because Bronny's not coming to the Lakers. <laughs> so, we're going to have to rebuild the team. And what's going to happen? You think Anthony Davis is going to stay? Yeah, he's on the contract, but let's... You think he's not going to pull the same stunt he did in New Orleans with us? Then who's going to want to come to us? We'll be right back at square one. I don't think we deserve that. Like, to all my Laker fans who will randomly listen, randomly, like, disagree or agree with my banter, what are we going to do? 
what are we going to do when LeBron decides to walk away? I don't personally think Anthony Davis is going to stay. I think we're going to be right back to the Lonzo Ball years, the Ryan Kelly and Robert Sacre and Carlos Boozer days. We're going to be right back to being bottom feeders in the league. We're going to have a lot of young guys learning, <laughs> taking bumps, and that's going to be us yet again. Greatest, highest tickets in the league, we're going to be in last place. Just like we are now. But at least with now, we got more key players. I don't think that's going to be the case in two years. In my mind, I, I just don't see it. Like I see Anthony Davis, the man of the trade. I see just a lot of young 19, 20-year-olds taking bumps and having growing pains. That's just me. You know. Again, that's y'all's goat. That's not my goat. My goat was KB. RP to the goat. You know, that's, that's just my two cents. But again, it's your boy, the Ravishing Rudy with his sports talk with two bros and a sis. Shout out to Mo and shout out to the fabulous Frank. Hopefully we will be back together with our hijinks. And again, shout out to them Dolphins for making these trades and these picks. Peace.